Miller. On this episode, we host industry legend Patrick Irish Coakley of Dura Edge Products. Irish and I have become really good friends over the past couple of years uh, working on the Virginia Sports Field Management Association board. Um, we've done incredible work when it comes to normalizing regional events, uh, as we have seen many times where the Northern Virginia area sort of gets uh, lost in the sense of the Mid-Atlantic SFMA and all these different things. And uh, we really have been trying uh, to develop new and innovative ways to reach not just sports field managers, but athletic directors and baseball coaches and other coaches that really truly need a better understanding of what it is to be a sports field manager. And uh, on this podcast, we dive into all those different things that we have been able to do and what we look forward to working towards, uh, as well as talk about an incredible industry business with DuraEdge. You know, it has become sort of the standard practice for uh, high-end baseball, softball fields to use their products uh, alongside other industry products that have been a sort of a staple for uh, many, many years. Um, it has been uh, truly an awesome time getting to know Irish uh, and truly what he's passionate about and when it comes to developing that next generation of sports field manager. Um, we have had lengthy discussions about how important it is to sort of find that next generation and be a part of sort of the discovery of uh, the future of our industry. And he truly has been a great supporter of our program. Uh, he truly believes that this is the new and innovative way of developing that next generation and to be a part of uh, those programs and other people that are truly trying to establish uh, incredible programs across this country has been uh, sort of an incredible thing to watch um, and it truly has been an awesome time again getting to know Irish and being able to uh, work towards again a common goal of developing that next generation and being the future of this industry um, and it is just an awesome episode that uh, I was lucky enough to have him stop by the booth and be able to uh, talk everything that has to do with what we're trying to accomplish so I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of Tiger Turf Talk. <laughs> All right, live from the trade show floor here in Salt Lake City at SFMA. Uh, Irish, you and I have worked a lot recently uh, with the Absolutely. Virginia SFMA board. Uh, a lot of stuff going on working with DuraEdge. What's it been like sort of coming to the conference, obviously doing all the work that we do in Virginia, and obviously you have the great area and Maryland and all that, but coming together and seeing everybody sort of in that space? Oh, it's been great. Um, you know, this conference is always mostly a giant reunion. Mm -hmm. So it's, uh, you know, first off, just great to see everybody that I've gotten to know over the years. Um, specifically, you know, with Virginia SDMA, we had a nice event with, with MASMA. Finally, combining those say, two groups, I, I was you know, like, I yeah. there was, uh, the, you know, you know, we can get into that, but I was excited. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay, yeah. There's spoken of rivalry that uh, you know that no one knows about. That no one knows about exactly, but, but it's great. You know, it was awesome getting those, you know, all those people together because it's people I work with all the time. Yeah, uh, so having them all in one place is just really nice, and the, the whole event was great. Absolutely, and again, there's just. There's so much that goes into it and be able to work with you has been great and getting to know you obviously as a professional in the industry and 
you being able to see my kids and everything, we've talked about it a lot with high school programs. What's sort of your take on sort of the future and sort of maybe like, again, just your personal experiences with even our program at Brentsville? I would say programs like yours are the future, 100%. Um, the numbers at the colleges have been dwindling way before COVID. It's, it's been, we've been talking about that for, oh, I don't know, 10, 12 years now they've been talking about that. So to get people interested in the industry, you know, it's going to be a grassroots effort. Absolutely. And so the things that I saw you doing on that campus, it was just I, I was sitting there watching it, and I was amazed. And it just looked like a lot of fun. You know, yeah. that was the biggest thing. And the kids were fantastic. The fact that they came out on their own time to, to help out with that, you know, it was, you know. And then, you know, when I met the gentleman from California that you introduced me to, that was yeah. doing the same thing out there. And all those other schools that are, you know, seems like Virginia has a lot of it going on. So yeah, for sure. I think everybody else in this industry has to kind of follow that lead because that's where it is, man. We got to get these kids before they get to college to make sure that they know it's even a profession that they can go towards. A hundred percent. And we were able to give a talk, uh, Miss Withrow and I should kill me for saying that, but about <laughs> sort of the awareness of the industry. And again, you've been through the hard times in minor league baseball and loving the passion behind it. Cause it is really a passion uh -huh. industry and everything that goes into it. What do you sort of see as those next steps of bringing that to light and really showcasing? Obviously, high school programs do that, but we got to reach a broader base, a bigger group. What do you sort of see being those steps as an industry, as an organization, as a company like DuraEdge? I would say we've got to get involved with groups that are outside of the sports turf industry. Um, you know, kind of a work we're doing with the Maryland Turfgrass Council and MASMA. Uh, we've hired a lobbyist. Now it's a, for a bit of a different purpose yes but part of what we're doing is getting out in front of legislators to just show them that we exist you know a lot of people don't even know that being a sports staff manager is a thing you know yeah. they may see them on tv but they don't know how like oh you can do that for a living you know and they'll pay you to do that you know yeah. Yeah, yeah um so it's it's really that simple getting out there and like making sure people understand what we do that a yeah we just exist because think about one of the biggest problems in our country from a sports turf you know um from a sports turf angle is yeah. the fact that they don't exist at the high school public high school level correct they really don't it's hard you know there's and, no money in their funding apparently right exactly so if you're going to have a sports program and you're not going to have a somebody hired to take care of those fields yeah and you know you're just putting your athletes at risk so it's to me, it's very that simple. Just get out and let people know this is what we've been doing for years and for decades. Yeah. Um, and work with groups that are outside of the turf industry. Completely. I couldn't agree with you more. And I mean, the biggest thing I think is that we struggle in the sense of, oh, we don't have the funding. We don't have the resources. When really, if you put out, and I don't, I know Dr. Straw at Texas A&M doing some of this, but if we put out a comprehensive sort of plan for, say, a high school and point out, a, hey, if you go with a natural grass playing surface with this type of soil and this type of grass, depending on your location, you can hire someone to manage that while saving money while not going, say, the artificial route or going a different route. Like yeah. putting in a Dura-Edge infield will pay you in the long run because you don't understand that everything that goes into your infield 
what you've put into it over the years, all these different things, it's, it's diminished the quality and the ability of managing that surface. So yeah. if that's in a spec and people can sort of go off the spec, I feel like that might be sort of a way of bringing that around and bringing awareness. You know what I mean? Yeah. So um, obviously you guys do a lot of work with DuraEdge and just trying to promote that to the next level. How has it been sort of being a part of that organization, obviously with Grant and everybody that's involved? It's been fantastic. And the reason, you know, I don't know if I could work for anybody else on this side of the fence. Yeah. You know, yeah, um, yeah. I have always tended to be a bit of an idealist. And that's I the my perception of DuraEdge there as a company, that's how they are. Yeah. You know, they're not just selling dirt to people. They want to solve problems on athletic fields. Educate. And educate, absolutely. And just help people get better. Yeah. You know, we want everybody that we work with to be successful, whether it's a turf manager, whether it's a coach, whoever it is. So, you know, just um, the, the whole ideal of the company just fit with me. You know, so personally, it was great. You know? Absolutely. And w- with your time there, obviously, you take time from when you were in the minor leagues and working all these different facilities. How has it been sort of bringing that product to, again, what has become the standard in the industry? Being a part of that sort of creating the standard, what has that been like for you working it, with those guys? It's really wild. And I was talking about this, um, you know, just I think it was last night. The... You know, I had been in minor leagues for 20-some years, right? Mm-hmm. And I was always a dirt guy. 100%. You know, I, I don't have a turf degree, so, I, <laughs> yeah. you know, dirt was where it's at, you know? Um, you can't kill the dirt that fast, right? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so I always thought, you know, that's where I hung my hat. Yeah, I know dirt. For sure. you, can't, you can't tell me anything about dirt. Uh, 100%. And then Dirt Edge comes along and screws the whole thing up. I'm like, come on, and man. And it's like, yeah. Why and, are you trying to ruin it, huh? <laughs> <laughs> you know, so... The just what they've done, the, you know, the dirt portion of the sports turf was so far behind everything else. The mm-hmm. science was into everything except that. Yeah. So when they, you know, they did it, they accomplished what we groundskeepers were trying to do for years and years and years with all our little tricks, yeah, taking yeah. care of the dirt. You know, they did it by putting the science behind it and com- making this material. And, you know, it changed everything. It absolutely, it's an industry disturber. There's no question about <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, that's for sure. So, Yeah, for sure. Um, obviously, there's so many things going on when it comes to a business. Uh, what are some of the big things that Duridge has been working on? I know you guys do a lot for the minor league symposium that's coming up. Mm-hmm. What has it been like sort of taking what you've created with the product of Duridge and sort of benefiting those that are using that product and being able to give back in a sense. Yeah, that, uh, you know, our our involvement with the minor league baseball was exactly that, you know. Um, they That group, sorry, it is important that they get together to network and, you know, they have some very industry-specific problems that they deal with. And to be able to sit in a room and uh, chew through that is huge. So the fact that DuraEdge was in a unique position because we're – we work with all these guys. Yeah, you for know, sure. We know them well, and we, you know, with the team that we have with myself, Luke Yoder, Tom Burns, Paul Zawaska, we've been through what they've been through. Uh, so it was nice to be able to just organize that for them um, and, you know, get them on their feet, kind of send them on their way, and, you know, yeah. hopefully they'll be able to, you know, take control of this on their own. So that's that's our, our goal for them. But, yeah, it was 
really need to be in a position where we were just uniquely suited to be able to help them. Absolutely. Is there anything in the works maybe in the future? Obviously, Durage becomes such a, a standard in the major leagues, the minor leagues. And we were talking about it, and I think Nick McKenna mentioned it, but sort of that trickle-down effect. You know, mm-hmm. there's obviously different ways, different standards, different people that don't really understand the need of water or moisture management like understand yeah. like there are so many things that have to be done to ensure that this field plays the same from january 1st to the end of your baseball fall season you know is there anything you guys are working on at a different level if i'm allowed to ask if not that's fine <laughs> well you know from a Durez standpoint it's something it's almost like to stay the course For and sure. you know yeah we started from the top down yeah and because everybody sees that but uh, the misconception sometimes is is that to buy Durad, you got to be a Division One college or a, or a pro team. But we've shown throughout the country that it works very effectively in Little League 100%. or youth baseball or whatever it is. Now, the other trend I've seen, and you've, I'm sure you've seen this as well, yeah. Park and Rec used to get picked on. Mm-hmm. I For see sure. so much talent from a sports turf perspective going to the Park and Recs. 100%. You know, um, I think about just in Maryland, between Montgomery Parks and, and Prince George's County, yeah. you've got CSFMs, you've got, there's Penn Staters, there's uh, Virginia Tech grads, uh, they're all over the go place. Go Hokies. Yeah, go Hokies. We yeah. are not Penn State. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but the, the amount of talent that these uh, people, that they have now, and you're seeing better and better playing surfaces 100%. at the park and rec level. Yeah. So that's something that, you know, we jump into in, you know, uh, sports tourism yeah you know um like where i used to work at ripkin you know obviously that was a big part of it so we showed that all right if you make the playing surface better yeah you know a from a business standpoint people are going to show up they're going to want to play on your field they're going to want to participate in your tournaments plus it's just easier to take care of and it's safer so you know that's our big thing is we want to show that this can be done at every level of baseball and it's going to help every single field out there Absolutely. Um, and something that you've been able to do, uh, I think there was a podcast where it was like a Little League sort of group that put together. Yes. And I could be wrong. I, yeah, it uh, was just sl- trying to my slide, slide podcast. Yeah, yeah. So with that, there's such a broader base. And again, it's with all areas of sports field management. It's not just baseball infields and everything. It's with that, what was sort of your experience of, again, it's saying this product truly is something that can benefit anyone at any level and being able to sort of grow the brand of DuraEdge while growing sort of that awareness we were talking about before when it comes to just our industry as a whole. And again, I, I think it's one of the easiest things to do as a, in an industry is to uh, start putting signages up in literally like mm. just in their complexes is the word I'm looking for. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, like, yeah. Just literally complexes. And you're like, what's that? Like, right. who's that? Like, what is yeah. the point of that sign? Like, people will start looking stuff up, you know? Like, why not? Yeah, 100%. I mean, those dugout signs, we used to do them, you know? Yeah. I don't know that we've done them in a while, but, you know, it's got, like, the top 10 rules for playing on this field or yeah. something like that, you yeah, know? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, there's... Uh, I lost my train of thought, but... Little yeah, League? Yeah. yeah. You know, from that podcast... You know, it, that that's where the education comes from. Uh, the way I like to say it, sometimes taking care of a sports field is like owning a restaurant. Anybody that goes to a restaurant thinks they can run a restaurant just because they ate there a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, and you get that same kind of dynamic with, uh, you know, coaches. You know, they've 
been coaching for 30 years and so that but that doesn't automatically make them an expert in field maintenance it could sometimes uh, but they're experts at coaching baseball or coaching softball we're the experts at taking care of that playing surface so you know that's something that again the education we like to try to help the coaches and just break it down and make it very simple and that particular podcast that I was on was it was a lot of fun because you know I got to draw on my experience dealing with the youth uh, baseball at Ripken and that whole tournament dynamic yeah and some of the just common mistakes I would see coaches make yeah and a lot of it you know is just hey they're just kids don't worry this, about this, it. this playing surface is just fine and I said no you know you're talking about young men and women that are you know have feet way bigger than their body is supposed to at that point 100 you know, less athletic ability less skill in that particular sport and you're gonna throw them out on a substandard playing surface that's exactly. just a recipe for disaster and i think that's one of the biggest things is like bringing that sort of sense of standard to not just again a college or a professional level but like when you have young kids who are developing at, at say, high middle school or high school age, mm-hmm. like there are things that are going on in their body that they might have an issue if there's like a poor managed field that they're playing on. You know? like oh, there yeah. are so many things that we don't take into account that, again, we've talked about it with the high school programs as sort of the, the parent advocate and dealing with the parents yeah. in the sense of in our programs, we have certain things that we do and it's kind of like, uh-oh, we don't want <laughs> we don't want our kids on heavy machinery. Like, but we we're setting the standard of everything's done in a safe way we're ensuring that everything is going to go perfectly we're going to make sure that this thing how do you think we can sort of get that standard out to say the the soccer mom association if they have one you know yeah 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 but yeah well you know hey you tell a mom that their kid has potential to get injured yeah and you'll see some fired up people yeah you know what i mean so um in, in my travels, I am always amazed at how often I hear when I'm talking to coaches or talking to somebody that takes care of a field, and I'll say, well, how does it play? And they say, oh, we get you know kids getting hit in the face with baseballs usually three, four times a practice. Jeez. So it's like, and I sit there for a second, I go, oh, pra-. Like, so every day this is how, oh, yeah, every day. And I've seen that at the college level. I've yeah. seen it at the youth level, every level. Yeah. And so if you start getting letting parents know this stuff mm-hmm. you know then you'll see some fired up action taking place and For sure. um you know i always thought there was a coach that disagreed with me and i was actually happy that he did but i always thought you know there's no better way to ruin a kid's desire to learn the game of baseball by having him get hit in the face with a ball you know and it's a sad truth but it, it's a very quick way to learn you know? <laughs> right yeah, right yeah, right yeah, for sure you know the coach in his experience didn't see that and i was glad i'm like mm-hmm. well that's good uh, that's good but you know the kid's still getting hit in the face with the ball <laughs> so, you know. which can be prevented with this product you right know? right so yeah that's uh i think again it comes down to education for groups outside of our industry hundred percent. And I, I think there are so many people that are making strides in that direction where we can start having something where we're handing something out along with uh, sort of like a spreadsheet of what needs to be done. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we're currently going through a whole process with our game field. And obviously I've got a background in it and whatnot, but there are so many things that 
we don't take into account when you're renovating a field when it comes to your your soil, everything on the subgrade, trying to fit drainage into a budget, trying to figure out which way the wind's blowing when it comes to your sort of source of funding. Yeah. Or you're going to have to figure it out on your own. You're going to have to do all these different things. Like, there are so many different things that we're trying to make sure, um, (laughs) trying to ensure with everyone, it's just, it's hard to sort of get everyone on board and what i've noticed a lot is that everyone kind of is on board when it comes to like the fields being a certain way artificial turf like i don't care if i bring it up i don't care everybody yeah. yell at me yeah people don't like playing on it no athletes hate it and again there are some athletes that'll say otherwise but it's very few high school students hate playing on it yeah they hate and it might just because of the rubber pellets but again they just don't like it so yeah where do we get people behind the fact that oh look we're actually trying to help you like maybe you could help us make it happen you know what i mean well you know you brought up the construction aspect and i think that's a huge part of it because you know a lot of these architecture firms that are designing fields for schools or something like that, that's not their expertise their expertise is making a building you know not necessarily designing a sports field mm-hmm. And, you know, that's why some of the specs I see for construction are absolutely terrible. Yeah. Um, you see one for an artificial turf field and there's 18 pages of specs for that thing. Yeah. You know, and in the same document, you know, that'll be for the football field. Then you look for the specs for the baseball field and it's like, all right, you know, just move some dirt around and throw out some seed. Yeah. And then they hold those two fields and try to compare them. Yeah. And it's not even close to being a, a fair comparison. So that's one aspect. Get out there and let people know there are firms that specialize in sports turf construction. Yeah. You know, contractors, sports turf contractors. You know, all of this is very important. So, Yeah, it's for sure. It's, it's just where do we get everybody on board and how do we... And the other thing that, again, I always like... It's so simple, but it's not, you know, like you're talking about. There are so many different levels, so many different levels of resources, levels of pretty much everything that we know and need. (laughs) There are people that can afford this, but there are people that are higher up that can afford this. You're in a specific location that requires 50 million things, you know? Yeah. But again, I can be crazy, but I think we can get there at some point. So, yeah, I mean... It's, like I said, we, we just got to branch out. You know, if we just talk to sports turf managers and do nothing but SFMA, it, it's our own little echo chamber. Yeah. You know, we know it. You know? So we got to just, you know, spread our wings a little bit and let the general public know who we are. For sure. For yeah. sure. Um, there are obviously a lot of people walking in. For those that don't know, yeah, we just started the I feel like I'm at a home concert. Here. Yeah, this right. Everybody's you know, staring at us. I'm like, <laughs> great. In the nice bowl. to see you. <laughs> um, with everything, obviously, you and I are working towards uh, a big event here in Northern Virginia. What are some of the things that you think we can bring to the table when it comes to, again, a regional event in, a, again, a state chapter for SFMA? Oh, gosh, the list is long. I mean, there's so many we love different it. ways. We can, we I know about there's it. just so much you can do. Um, you know, I think. You know, your original idea, get the athletic directors there. we got to get the athletic directors involved. Couldn't agree with you more. You know, there's um, – talk about a group that needs our help, you know. so Terribly. Yeah, absolutely. We love and, you guys, but sorry. You need us. Yeah, <laughs> they, you do. And, you know, and that's the thing. Hey, their expertise is in athletic administration. Mm-hmm. 
you know, ours isn't taking care of fields. So just take advantage of us. You know, Mm -hmm. that's why we're here. Use us. We're here for you. You know, I would say um, if it's not ADs, maybe get principals. You know, it's true. You know, any, you know, the coaches, they're hit or miss. Sometimes they're there, sometimes they're not, you know. Um, So, yeah, as far as topics, I mean, goodness i would say just keep it to the basics you yeah know, for sure keep it to the basics that's you know where to start and again we we had some good talks and you brought in some great guys to do the talks um i think one of the big things we can add is an artificial talk and i know we don't like artificial but yeah it is yeah. definitely needed um i'll say in northern virginia in our areas the fields aren't kept to where they need to be and i think yeah. you've seen it and, mm-hmm. and it, it's just it's kind of tragic because I keep bringing it up and I'll never give it up, honestly, is the fact that NFL teams, like, again, they're replacing their fields after two years. Yeah. And that's maintained at the highest level by the professionals who know what they're doing. And we have high school athletic directors who don't touch the field and they're like, okay, we're good. Yeah. It's maintenance free. Don't worry about it. Yeah. And I think it's just something that they need to see. Like, this, and ours will be like one season played on. But, like, again, it's. I think it's important to make sure we have that just again because we want the pl- uh, safest playing service possible, even if it is synthetic. So. Yeah, and that's you're talking about something that you know the sports turf manager when all of a sudden he's going to have a, a artificial turf field to take care of. Yeah, they're not just going to ignore it. Hundred percent. You know they know it's their job to keep that athlete safe and that's part of you know so they're going to take care of that surface for sure now i i think to your point one of really effective talk might be let's have an actual true breakdown of what it takes side-by-side comparison of a natural field versus a synthetic field and you smile for the camera yeah <laughs> <laughs> sorry go ahead. Yeah. And, and break all that down you know, the time it takes to groom a field, the yeah. time compared to, you know, mowing a natural field. And, yeah. you know, and we can go back and forth. So coaches, ADs, they can all see what that true comparison is. And, you know, because there's a lot of assumptions. Yeah. You know, and everybody assumes that they're just, you know, yeah, you throw that carpet down and you got nothing else to do. Yeah, I love that boss right But there. yes. Like <laughs> carpet, you know? Yeah. So We're going to Fenway. That's 100%. <laughs> no, but again, yeah. Uh, something that I think would be cool. And again, I, I don't know what we're doing site-wise because you brought up loud and I thought we were doing a pretzel, but I'm fine with whatever, uh, was uh, the fact that we were doing sort of a field renovation while we were in that point. So we would be sprigging at that point. That's right. So That's right. Something, yeah. about, something about sort of like, again, sort of, understanding the need for juvenile growth you know because yeah. there are again this goes back to again we, we love the athletic directors but they just don't know right you know there's the word verdict cutting is not in their vocabulary you know what i mean they don't yeah. understand what that means they don't know what thatch is they don't understand yeah. any of those things so i think something like that if we can make sure that we have the athletic directors there would be a great talk of talking about how this is sprigging obviously some of you have seen it some of you don't know what it is but at the same time like how can we sort of develop that knowledge at I'm not saying like a minimal rate, but like somewhat where we can be like, okay, everybody knows what we're talking about. You know? Well, it's funny you say that. That's that's why Steve Ruckman's talk that day was was, was so effective because love that, that day, was, by the way. Yeah, he's congratulations awesome. to him. On yeah, hundred percent. Hundred percent. Yes. So what Ruck talked about, you know, aeration and the fact that. 
you know, this goes to what you were just saying. Yeah. Aeration is not a luxury item. That's what it was perceived to be by it's a bare minimum. Thing, yeah, honestly, yeah, it's it's as essential as mowing. I mean, it yeah. is absolutely one hundred percent. That's that's the big differentiator in whether you're going to have a good field or not. Yeah, you know. That's true. So um, that's you know, yeah. There's part of the education that's you know that aerator you want to buy is not a luxury item. It's as important as that mower. Yeah, so, for sure. People just don't see it that way, unfortunately. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was lucky enough to sneak it in with, like, a COVID purchase. So I was like, oh, yeah, look, you yeah, have yeah. money. Just, <laughs> you know, give me right there, you know. Yeah. I just need one. Um, and, again, I mean, we can go a thousand different directions with the field day. Is there anything, like, else specific to, like, again... I'm not saying we're benefiting Duraedge, but again, as a sponsor and everything, I always like to, again, have the opportunity to discuss those things. Like, Blackstick has been a revolutionary thing to our industry. Because, oh, yeah. Yeah. don't get me wrong, and ProStory is a great option. It's just, I remember the hours upon hours of prepping, you know. Now yeah. you're just right out of the bag. It's the same thing. So, oh yeah, what is something baseball, softball-wise that we could do that would be something beneficial to, again, those Northern Virginia guys and girls? You know, it's... Um how to deal with weather. That's always a huge one. For sure. Especially in baseball and softball mm -hmm. because it's such a unique aspect with the dirt areas. Um, I will say this. A lot of times we worry about weather so much that we forget that that field has to play well when it's sunny out. Yeah. You know? Um, so if we could... You know, it's all, you know, this... With, with infield skins, it's all about moisture management. For sure. Right? And... Gosh... Like I say, it, I, as much as I talk about this in my regular job, mm -hmm. that's why I, I have a talk called, you know, back to basics. Yeah, for sure. And if you can just stick with the basics, that's really all you need. Really? You know, at the at the major league level, you know, it's not like they have fancy techniques that they do, <laughs> you know? it's There's they, not 17 steps that you don't know about. Right, yeah, exactly. exactly. They're, they're just able to... You know, they've got 17 guys for one field. So they just helps a little bit. You they're know. able to just be more diligent and more, more attention to detail. Yes, for sure. With those very basics. Yes. You know, so. And it just makes it look amazing. You know? yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, you know, that's, I think, the, the thing that I try to get through to people is that we're not talking about complex things here. Um, so anybody can do it you're just gonna have the will to do it and you know what it does take some effort you know very that's, much that's so. the bottom line very and much so you gotta find somebody that's willing to put in the sweat and again i think that high school program aspect sort of showcases the fact that like if you just put in a little effort you know what i mean yeah from what our field was when i got there to where it is now it's not like i am like this big like oh we changed everything it was just the basic needs weren't being met and it wasn't the again it wasn't their fault in any way shape or form it was just they didn't have the knowledge to, again, prep themselves for all those things. I'm getting stares from people. Yeah, there's your pot during crime over there. Uh-huh. Yeah, there's sure. Your, yeah. So, so, well, did you did you find with your kids, like I found some of the best kids that worked for me didn't know a thing about baseball. Didn't know yeah, a thing about really don't. athletics at all. But nope. they just, oh, my God, I get to work outside. Yeah. But then they started, you know, once they started learning, they took such pride in what they did. For sure. Um, you know, so I imagine with your group, 
you've got a group of whatever, however many kids, you yeah. know, so they're probably a diverse bunch. Absolutely. So yeah, I imagine you got some athletes. I saw the dude in the cowboy boots who I loved. <laughs> I said, yeah. I said to him, I'm like, hey, yeah. you're probably one of those. If it's 95 degrees out, you're still in jeans and boots. He's like, oh yeah, you, you know, you know it. I would die. <laughs> I would be like, get me out of here. I can't do it. I'm done. I'm sweating from my kneecaps. It's not allowed. <laughs> but that's what I mean. Like that's where. It, that's why your program is so important. You're getting kids that, you know what, they probably don't know what the hell they want to do in the future, no, like, they like all of us, but you're showing them, like, oh, I can do this. For and, sure. And, you know, they don't have to be athletes. They don't have to care about sports at all, but they can still fall in love with the profession. Absolutely. Yeah, so. And that's that's the big thing. that I. It's not even like we have to do the programs. It's just getting information out there. Doing like a highlight video, like you can send to like a biology teacher and say, "Hey, highlight the biology in turf grass management." And this is like just a little talk you can show in your class if you have like a, a botany like thing. Like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, and that I think that's the biggest thing when it comes to the actual like whole overall education thing. And I think we've shown this in our classes is that so many kids go to school and they're like why am i doing this why am i learning about this what is the <laughs> purpose behind any of this like we show all of the areas you know the math the science the chemistry specifically the biology behind it, the soil sciences that goes into all that and like then you bring in the business side of having to run a field and a budget and having to be able to be literate, you know, like yeah. understanding yeah. how to read a label, understanding how you read just reports and everything. Like this is just a great opportunity to sort of consolidate education. And I think there are great opportunities elsewhere, but like as an industry, we should be doing more to sort of bring that to sort of the light you know what i mean oh yeah it's so funny you say that back in uh when i was in altoona we used to do this give back program where mm-hmm. we'd go into schools and talk about our jobs and i would hit i hit on the points exactly what you're making is like look i use my biology that i learned in high school yeah algebra geometry all that stuff that yeah. when you're that age you go when am i ever going to use this stuff in real life and For there sure. i am doing measurements using the pythagorean theorem so you know, there's so much, you know, talked about the chemistry, meteorology, you know, all that stuff. So, that's it. Well, we're going to wrap this up. I want to thank you so much for taking the time. It's Absolutely, been fantastic. Man, I'm glad we got to do yeah, this in Trump, sure. too. We'll definitely do a lot this of fun. A more realistic time. Yeah. Yeah, we'll do it when you come to Brentsville. We'll do it in the studio. Absolutely. That's, I appreciate it. That'd be it. a lot of fun. Yeah. Have a great rest of your rest of the Thank you very for much, sure. man.